welcome to Cozy Moon Podcast. This is season 16. My name is Shan, and this is a podcast where I focus on parenting. This season, I'm dedicating it to fathers who, for whatever reason, cannot or are not in their children's lives like they would like to be. Um, like they should be because it's their responsibility and they deserve um, to be in their children's lives. In this season, I will discuss um, mentally how fathers may feel. Um, I will discuss what resources are available in certain states for fathers regarding um you know, visitation or rights for fathers. Every state is different in the United States. I can't speak on other countries because I don't know. Um, I'll be doing my research as of 2022. Um, When I give information, if you check information and it's changed, don't be afraid to call in to the show. And to call into the show the number is 770-284-8175 and you could call into the show and let me know um, any information you may have to help dads basically regroup and get back to being fathers in their child's lives because it's super important Children don't only need their moms, they need their fathers too. And I know there's a lot of fathers out here that feel helpless, that feel stuck, that feel like they don't have a say, um, that might be exhausted just trying to fight to have time with their kids or, you know, it's easy for them to give money or child support or um, pay for medical bills or schooling. But when it comes to their visitation, it's like, that's not a priority. That's something you need to do. Um, You know, find out how you can do that. We don't do that here. And so I feel like a lot of fathers feel defeated while they're trying. I think a lot of fathers feel defeated Um, by hearing other fathers' stories and um, sometimes a lot of ego gets all caught up in this whole process and um, I just want to, you know, focus this whole season on dads and emotionally how you feel, mentally how you feel, spiritually where your mind needs to be, um, financially how you should set up yourself uh, to prepare to get to where you need to be. And I think the whole goal should be, I want to spend time with my kid. I want to be in my child's life, not just financially, Um, not just an idea, not just like a mystery person that uh, helped me bring me into this world. I want to be a part of my child's life. I want to be able to call my child on the phone or pick up my child or have my child come visit and come see me and come spend time with my side of the family so they could figure out, you know, who they are. And dads deserve that. And um, I just want to focus uh, on all that.
This is the place where Black is the main character, where we dive into something new like the latest season of Them, The Scare, and the award-winning American fiction. Or add to the experience by buying or renting the biopic of a legend, Bob Marley, One Love. And add on channels like Paramount Plus and Stars to bask in nostalgia with Beverly Hills Cop and BMF. Explore Prime Video's culture-rated collection and enjoy old-school greats and new-school hits. Restrictions apply. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. The topics involving that, it's going to be a good season. I have about 24 to 25 episodes um, that are going to be really good. And if you know a father that's... um, you know, going through this right now or trying to get in touch with their kids or trying to get themselves back into their children's lives if they weren't in their lives before and for some reason they're not, please share this show. Please, um, you know, share an episode that will help them or you think will help them if you know any father groups uh, where you know, is teaching them, you know, how to build back bonds with their kids, please share this podcast. Uh, Let's get into the show. Start this by saying, I am a mom of two. I am not married. I am not in a relationship with my children's father's. Uh, I do not want to have any more kids biologically. Um, And I am not interested in dating a man that does not have kids already. All right? I am one of five. I have four older brothers on my mom's side. And I have a older brother on my dad's side and an older sister on my dad's side, but they're closer to my mom's age. So it's kind of hard for me to see them as like sibling. Um, I don't have the closest relationship with my siblings, uh, only some of them, but I'm not a people person either. So I like staying to myself and uh, checking in every once and again. The way that I grew up, I grew up in Philly a little bit. I was born and raised in Philly up until I was eight. My mother and father um, are both Jamaican. They were married. And I grew up in a house with both of my parents up until I was eight. And then after I was eight, I lived in... Maryland and Baltimore with my mom and that's when my mom and my dad was going through their divorce and their separation and that was you know it's kind of weird but I was going through the flow of it um with my mom and 
some days I did miss my dad, but it's hard to miss, it's hard to miss someone who, while you live with them, wasn't really involved in the household in a balanced way. So I think my dad's idea, and I have to say I think because I, I've never asked them this, I can't ask him because he's no longer living. My dad passed away um, for from a neurological uh, issue, health issue when I was 18, I was in college. Um, I didn't see him before he passed. I didn't talk to him before he passed. Um, last time I was around him, I think I was like 13 or 14 and it was already a disconnect when I would visit, but when he passed, I didn't feel anything because years before he passed, I did like a mental, um, emotional death of him because I had to, I felt like at 15, I had to become comfortable with the fact that he wasn't going to be in my life like I would like him to. He wasn't going to put his ego and his pride to the side in order for us to have a relationship. And he felt like he was fine with it. And so because he gave me a vibe like he was fine with it, I took it as I got to be fine with it. And so um, I didn't speak to him. And I I think I had my last cry about it when I was 15, when my mom was uh, living in Florida. And then after I was 15, I told my mom, I don't want to be in Florida anymore because I didn't see any future for me in Florida. And I told her I wanted to move to Atlanta. So after um that summer after i turned 15 i moved to atlanta and i was living with my aunt for a while but let's focus so i feel like growing up i was a daddy's girl um because my dad was like he was a businessman he had property Um, He liked to gamble, he dressed nice, he um, had nice things. Uh, He said what he wanted to say when he wanted to say it and he made moves how he wanted to make moves. And I think my dad's idea of being a father was um, provide the house, make sure the bills are paid in the house for utilities, um, have the woman, Uh, have the kids, have the things, have the cars, and play the part. My dad never took my mother or us, you know, myself or my youngest brother that wasn't biologically his to doctor's appointments. My mom took the trolley. We walked and she took the train and she got us there and she got us back and she fed us and she cooked. I don't ever remember my dad cooking growing up. Um, I remember I went to visit him, I think around Thanksgiving and we had Thanksgiving together and he had to cook. And I just remember being like, 
what did you cook? Like, what is this? You know? Um, so, my mom, you know, she helped us with homework. She came on school trips with us. Um, my mom babysat f- and for money. Um, she did upholstery. She uh, made hats for the church ladies and she would get paid. She made wedding dresses for people. Um, she was just very creative with her hands and she made her work. My mom was never without, you know, work to do or a way to make money. And my mom cooked all the time and she cleaned the house and she did the laundry. And I remember there was like a back room upstairs in the house in Philly. And it was like the guest room. And it would be piles and piles of just like my dad's white undershirts and underwear and socks. And I I never... I've never remembered seeing that bed empty of no clothes. Like, this was always clothes in it, piles of it. And my mom would sit there and iron this man's undershirts and iron his clothes and iron his button downs and make sure his um, dry cleaning was hanging. I remember those dry cleaning hangers and the plastic. And I remember his underwear and she would fold his stuff and roll his socks. And it would just be like this continuous, this continuous thing. And... My dad and her even went to separate churches. Um, She went to a Pentecostal church. He went to, I think, like this Methodist or Catholic church in Philly. And he would uh, sometimes drop us off to go to church with her. And sometimes he would drop my, my youngest brother and her off to go to church with her. And sometimes I would go to his church. And then he would pick my mom up and drive by the house, stop on the side of the um, house, let my mom out so she could start dinner. And my youngest brother and I was sitting in the back of the Volvo or the Toyota Camry. Those are the two cars that he had. And um, he would go play lottery. On his way to go play lottery, if he saw women on the side of the street, he would slow down the car and basically catcall her. And um, whether or not she gave him play, he would get the number in front of us, even with us in the backseat. Like, my dad didn't care. Um, His relationship with my mom wasn't, like, out of respect. It was, like, bare minimum. Like, you're only here to be my house wench. And... um, don't make me have a problem with not having food, my food on the table. Don't make me have a problem with not having my clothes ready or not having the house clean or you not cleaning. And my mom told me years later, I think when I was like 29, we were like talking and she was like, you know, all the times when we would go to the grocery store and I would have to um, get food and stuff for the house. He would let he would um, basically pick out what he would want in the store, and we would get to the register, and he would walk out to the car, and I would have to pay for it. I didn't know none of that. 
growing up. I just thought like my dad was like that man taking care of stuff. And he was basically a bare minimum, um, you know, my marriage is a business. And it was like on some look at me shit. Um, I don't remember him and my mom going out on dates. I remember they had this one like banquet picture where my mom was wearing like this blue shimmery dress and he was wearing a suit he always wore suits like he owned a barbershop he cut hair um he had a few properties he owned um the vending machines that were in the shops uh and he just he was a money man you know and after he, he went on some trip, right? He went on some trip. I think either somebody died in Jamaica or he went on a trip. And my mom took that time um, to... She took that time to be like, okay, I'm going to leave. I'm going to pack up what I can and I'm going to leave. And, and she did this because over time, like, living like that got really toxic. He didn't want my mom going around Philly and seeing her family. I remember us always rushing if we did something or we went somewhere during the day to hurry up and get home before seven o'clock because he was gonna get home at seven o'clock. And my mom wanted to act like nothing was done and we never went anywhere. Um, He didn't want her family at the house. I remember him cussing out my grandmother. Uh, he didn't care who he would cuss out. If he was having an argument and the way he wanted to end the argument, he would put his gun on his desk. I remember my mom's friend coming to the house and wanting us to go visit, I think, Maryland for a weekend. And my mom had like, uh, made me a whole outfit where she she sewn it together and she packed my bag with stuff she packed my brother's bag with stuff and we were just gonna go for the weekend and come back and when her friend came that night to get us my dad was like she not going anywhere and she was like me he was like the only way you can take her anywhere is if you cut her in half and you leave half of her here and you could go and he was dead ass serious and I think at that point that's when I understood like this whole family picture that I had in my mind of how I lived was not real it was like um like a figment of my imagination and it was really like a very toxic strained relationship that they had um where my mom was scared to be done with him and raised me by herself uh, with my youngest brother. And she was teeter-tottering on, on just like sucking it up and dealing with it or not dealing with it. Fast forward, I say that to give you an idea of the fact that like, I don't, I don't hate my dad for how he was because someone taught him that that was okay. I don't hate my dad on how he fathered because someone taught him that was okay. Um, 
But we we all have to get to a point where we unlearn what didn't work for our parents and what doesn't work for us and how we want to raise our kids. Which brings me to, at some point, for whatever reason, you're not in your child's life right now. It doesn't matter. You're not in your child's life. It doesn't matter whose fault it is. It doesn't matter why. It doesn't matter what I could have, what I should have, but she won it or they won it or I was just caught up in this situation or blah, 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 blah. At the start of the morning and the end of the night, your child has questions of where you are, why you don't, how come, um, do you think of me, um, why don't you try harder to see me, what's stopping you, um, why don't you miss me, why don't you care to call, and why don't you show up? And as a father, if I'm talking to you, you got to get to a point where you mentally forgive yourself for whatever obstacle got in your way of you and your child having a relationship. You have to forgive yourself for maybe not caring enough if that was the case. You have to forgive yourself for maybe not wanting to deal with your child's mom because, you know, she was lying on you or she was making stuff hard or she's making things up or um, she was painting a picture of you that wasn't true, or you wasn't in a position to defend yourself properly, or nobody was going to believe you, or you was personally going through something where you didn't feel like you would be the best father for a baby or a toddler or um, a five-year-old or however old your child was um, and you wasn't a part of their life, You got to forgive yourself because if you don't forgive yourself, each chance you get and each opportunity you get to start to mend or um, get back together or uh, communicate or visit your child, you're going to talk yourself out of it. You're going to talk yourself out of it because maybe it might get too hard. Or maybe it might get difficult. Or maybe you don't know how to deal with your emotions. Or maybe you don't know how to um, verbalize or express uh, your anger. Or maybe you're scared that you might be just like your dad. Maybe you didn't have the best dad example. Maybe uh, your dad... kind of had the relationship you got with your kids, which is bare minimum. Maybe you're scared of doing fatherhood different. Maybe you don't know what fatherhood looks like for you. Maybe you don't have the best examples. All these maybes don't matter for that child. Just remember that. Children don't care how you do it. Um, but the sooner the better because children want a relationship with both of their parents, not just the mom. Children need their fathers, okay? 
A man's outlook is completely different from a woman's outlook. Both are needed. Okay, a man's version of a ver- version of nurturing is completely different from a woman's version of nurturing, but your child needs it. And you have to forgive yourself for not being around or maybe not trying or not doing what you were supposed to do when you were supposed to do it or not showing up or missing all the birthdays you missed or missing uh, being there in labor or maybe she was in a relationship with someone else when uh, she was close to the end of your her pregnancy and you didn't show up at the hospital because you were embarrassed or maybe you're upset that the relationship between both of y'all didn't work and you let that get in the way of you and uh, your child having a relationship, which is dumb. But you can't go back. Maybe she lied to a courtroom of uh, people who had the power to give her full custody. Or um, maybe your criminal record allowed her to use that against you to get full custody. Maybe she just focused on getting child support out of you and that's all the connection you have with your child and that state recognizes visitation as something separate. And maybe she doesn't even follow the visitation order that's put in place by courts. And maybe you work somewhere where your job gave you time to go to and from court all those other times and there's no more PTO for you off. So you think if you hire a lawyer and you have to deal with this case, you might lose your job. I get it. It's all of these possibilities of why you're not in your child's life. But I'm here to tell you that your child does not care. Your child will never be five again. Your child will never be seven again. Your child will never be eight again. Um, Children who don't learn how to ride a bike as children later in life are scared to get on a bike. Children that don't learn how to swim as children are very afraid of water when they become adults. There's, there's certain experiences that if a father miss, misses with their children, that they'll always feel like a stranger around their kids. And you don't have to if you do what you need to do now to be involved now. Because there's no age that I'm just like, ah, don't worry about it. You don't have to be there. Every age of your child growing is an amazing age. From crawling is amazing to watch, to walking is amazing to watch. First words, um, you know, their personality coming through between two and four years old. Their fifth birthday, their sixth birthday, Seventh birthday, eighth. I, I'm 34 years old and I still remember my eighth birthday. My mom got me a Baskin Robbins cookies and cream ice cream cake. And we were living in Maryland. And I remember blowing out my candles. I remember that cake. And I remember the birthdays that I had in Jamaica that I hated because I will always get sick when we would visit Jamaica and I'll be in the house while everybody's just out and about and going to the beach, just feeling horrible. 
children remember these things. And it's not fair that children don't get to um, experience their birthdays with both of their parents. I have uh, two children and my oldest child, uh, she only experienced one birthday with her dad. And that was like a year where her dad and I were like cordial. And we, we agreed that he would fly to Atlanta and I would pick him up from the airport and that would be a part of her birthday surprise. And she did, she hasn't seen him in a long time. And I had my friend at the house and my, I, I knocked on the door and my friend opened the door and she was on the couch and I walked in first and then she saw him and it was like her mind. This is the place where Black is the main character, where we dive into something new like the latest season of Them, The Scare, and the award-winning American fiction. Or add to the experience by buying or renting the biopic of a legend, Bob Marley, One Love. And add on channels like Paramount Plus and Stars to bask in nostalgia with Beverly Hills Cop and BMF. Explore Prime Video's culture-rated collection and enjoy old-school greats and new-school hits. Restrictions apply. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Mine couldn't connect with her eyes and you just saw like all the joy just flush through her body. And I, I say this to say that I can't I can't be my child's fathers and I don't want to be my child's fathers. But I know that it matters to children to have their fathers around. And I know that every birthday you miss for your children matters. And they go to, they're going to carry every birthday you've missed. I don't remember celebrating a birthday with my dad at all. If I celebrated a birthday with my dad, it was probably when I was younger than six. But I don't remember celebrating a birthday with my dad. I don't remember um, after me turning eight, my dad calling at any year on my birthday to wish me a happy birthday. I don't remember receiving a gift from my dad on any birthday. And it's not even that it was a big deal that it mattered. It's just like a part of me is somewhere not caring about me. A part of me is somewhere not worried about where I am or if I'm okay or if I ate today or if I'm hurting or if I'm sick or if I need something or if I have clothes or how I'm doing in school. A part of me doesn't care who I am. And so when you allow your child to grow up feeling lopsided, they turn into lopsided young adults. And then those young adults turn into lopsided adults. And then they can't fully connect with other people because they lopsided. So if you 
have the means and the ability and the time to do something great in life. Let the the effort to see your child, do whatever you need to do to see your child, to be a part of your child's life, to know where your child is, to have some sort of legal access to your child, be the important thing, be the priority. Because it matters. It matters. And it's not, oh, girls need it more than boys, girls or boys. It matters. As a father, who you who you don't show your child that you are in a good way is basically going to make them fall into a mold of becoming who you are as their father when they become a father. Sometimes the lack of having a good father in a boy's life makes him a great father because he hates the lack that he felt so much that he goes against the grain every day to not be like the father he had sometimes. But other times, y'all know it's easier to not try than it is to try. And so I feel like a lot of a lot of men, if they didn't experience a father, they don't one, they don't want to try to figure out what that looks like for them. Two, they think it's too hard. Three, um, they're going to do what's easiest. And what's easiest a lot of times when males didn't have a great father example is to not try. And I feel like for some males out of bitterness and, and, and pride and jealousy i feel like some males purposely have multiple children with different women and don't take care of their children on purpose and don't reach out to have any type of relationship with their child on purpose because they feel a way about the fact that they had to grow up without a child so somebody else should have to also because i know there's some women who feel like I didn't have a good relationship with my dad and I'm jealous of the fact that my baby has a good relationship with her dad. So I'm going to make sure his life is a living hell and I'm going to make sure she doesn't have a relationship with her dad because I turned out just fine. When we all see reality is a lot of women have a very hateful relationship with the person that they had a child with because they're not fine and they are still bitter about not having a good relationship with their fathers. The same thing for for men. Some men are still bitter about not having a good relationship with their fathers so they don't care enough for their own children to have a good relationship with them. It's not important. It is important. So if you care, don't hide the fact that you care. If you want to do something about it, don't hide the fact that you want to do something about it. If you've been hurting yourself by not trying to mend and have a relationship with your children, you need to work on forgiving yourself first. I think it took me 28 years to understand what forgiveness was. 
because I was very anti-forgiveness of people who didn't do their best by me or didn't protect me or um, still to this day act like everything was all peachy and they had nothing to do with any type of malice towards me and want and would like me to smile in their face. And I don't. But I didn't understand the whole forgiveness thing because if you hold in something that's that really makes you angry and you carry that around, any little thing in life that upsets you or makes you angry is like a is like a match to that already burning flame that you've been carrying. So maybe you're carrying anger from, you know, your dad not being around or, you know, your child's mother putting you through hell just just to have just to not have a relationship with your child and that one person at work disrespects you or that one person you know, on the train bumps into you and doesn't say, excuse me. And that's what you're thinking about today. And that's what's on your mind today. And you know, today is your child's birthday. And that pisses you off to the fact that you zone out and you just get really angry and you go off and you might go off to a point where you get yourself in a deeper hole of, of legal trouble because you don't know how to deal with that anger. You don't know how to let go of that stuff when it comes to your child or how you grew up or whatever it is that you're carrying and you carrying it and it's not helping you you're not gaining anything by carrying that your child is not benefiting by you being angry that you're not in their lives you gotta forgive yourself first so you can start to make work to get to your child You can't approach your child with more anger than they have of you not being around. Because it comes off like you you have audacity. You upset. You're angry. I didn't even know what you looked like until 10 years, you know, 10 years passed. Your child is, has a right to be more angry about you not being around than you have about you not being around your child. Because your child didn't ask to be here. Your child didn't choose the woman that you made them with. You did. So your failure to understand the character of the woman you chose to have a child with is partially your fault because this is where we are if it's based on their mother being in the way of you guys having a relationship there are states where unless you're married to your child's mother you have no legal say so about rights or seeing your child some states not all states And that's unfortunate because I feel like if two people come together and make a child and that father, you know, 
knows about that child and that mother knows that this is the father of the child that father should be able to know where this woman is having this baby be able to sign this birth certificate notify the state have updates on what's happening with this child dental records medical records schools well-being visitation Unless he writes on a notarized document, I legally, financially do not want any contact, affiliation with this child or this child's mother, period. I give up my parental rights. Unless a father does that, I feel like a father should have a say-so and should have a right to know about the well-being of his child girl or boy that's how it should be but because the United States has federal federal laws and state laws and states do a lot of vindictive things and um, the more court cases they have the more money they make (sighs) it really puts a strain on what's important or what's valuable. And I feel like there's nothing more valuable than a child having access in a relationship that's healthy with both parents. And so if you're somewhere and you know that you're a father of a child and you're not in that child's life, please forgive yourself and get moving. Please forgive yourself and get started. Please forgive yourself and uh, get over your anger and your hurt about it because there's a human being that needs you that's more angry about you not being around than you are. So if you need to fuel your imagination to understand your child's anger before you meet your child or or until you see your child again, then do that and channel it in a positive way. Where, yes, you can be off today and go hang out or go, you know, play basketball or go pick up the newest sneakers or um, buy some rims for your car. But you would rather spend the money on a retainer for a lawyer that's going to help you get some visitation and some access to being in your child's life the right way. It's unfortunate that fathers have to do that sometimes in order to have some say in their child's life. But if that's what you have to do, it's worth it. If that's what you have to do, it's better than you buying materialistic things that don't matter. Because a lot of times what happens is, for whatever reason, fathers are not around when their children are young. When their children become adults, the father randomly pops up. Because now they don't have the mom in the way. They don't have the grandparents in the way. They don't have nobody in the way except time, space, understanding, ego, and pride between them and their grown child. But sometimes taking the what you think is the easy route of I'll just I'll just see about them when they're 18, sometimes you lose. Sometimes you lose because your child has built this 
scab, this callus of, I've been needing you for so long. And instead of you try all these years, you took a cup out and wanted to come find me after I turned 18 thinking I was going to run to you. If you're waiting until your child is 18, expecting them to run in your arms and be happy that you're around and you're willing to gamble on that, then I guess you deserve the outcome that's going to come if it comes. Because I guarantee you, if my father didn't pass away when I was 18 and I was in college and I was in a different state and he was in good health and he felt like at 18 I was going to come see about him, I was going to come look for him and I was going to come force a relationship to happen and a bond to happen that he missed for many years out of ego and pride, he would be sadly mistaken. So at a certain point, you got to understand what's important to you, what's important for you, where do you want to be in your child's life, how do you want to show up in your child's life, and if there's some real legal reason of why you can't be in your child's life, write. It ain't nothing to write as if your child is in front of you and express yourself and date that letter, put it in an envelope and put it in a box. And when you see that child and they have questions of where you been or what were you thinking or did you ever think of me, give them the box. When you feel like their their anger is to a point where you can have a conversation or you guys can exchange communication in a positive manner and they're a little bit older, give them that box of letters, of thoughts, of, of times where you wanted to see them or you wanted to call or something you heard or, or did you care? That's really what kids want to know. Do you care? Did you care? Did I do something wrong Why you didn't come? Is there something I could have done better for you to show up? Was I not worth you trying? And a lot of times when children don't get the validation and the love from both parents when they need it growing up, their whole life is based on them seeking out validation and, 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 and comfort and love that might be phony from other people. So it's not just like a child you're messing up by not being around. It's a child, it's a teenager, it's a young adult, it's a 30 year old, it's a 40 year old. You ever watch those videos on TikTok where, um, I gotta wrap this episode up, where a man in his 40s meets his dad for the first time and he's weeping like a seven-year-old, like an like a infant. If you're lucky enough, your inner child doesn't die, doesn't fade. It stays within you. 
But at the same time, at no age does a child not need their parents. At no age. You could be a girlfriend and not a girlfriend. You could be a boyfriend and not a boyfriend. You could be a husband and one day not a husband anymore. You could be a wife and one day not a wife. Once you become a mother or a father or a grandfather or a grandmother, that's permanent. When you pass on and you leave this physical life, you're still that. So I don't understand how people choose other people they're in relationships with that they have no continuous connection to over their children, over the bonds and relationships of their children. Welcome to Prime Video's Culture Rated Collection. This is the place where Black is the main character, where we don't jump through hoops just to hear our voice and can fall in love with illuminating documentaries like Giannis, The Marvelous Journey. I'm just a hard worker that's trying to survive. Enjoy the animated series, The Second Best Hospital in the Galaxy. All doctors report immediately. Where we dive into something new like the latest season of Them, The Scare, and the award-winning American fiction. Welcome home, baby. Or add to the experience by buying or renting the biopic of a legend, Bob Marley, One Love. I want my music to unify people. And add on channels like Paramount Plus and Stars to bask in nostalgia with Beverly Hills Cop. This is the cleanest police car I've ever been in in my life. And BMF. We're about to take over the whole nation. Explore Prime Video's culture-rated collection and enjoy old school greats and new school hits. Prime Video. Find your happy place. Restrictions apply. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Forgive yourself and do what you need to do. Forgive yourself and stop talking about what you should have did, what you could have did, who got in the way. Stop blaming other people. Forgive yourself and get started with what you need to do. This whole season, if I don't help a hundred people or if I just help one father start to do his work to connect with his child, I'm good money. I'm good money because I feel like a lot of fathers have a lot of pride and ego out here for the wrong reasons, for the wrong people. If you have children and you have the audacity to be around your quote unquote friends or your boys who take care of their kids, who will tell you, all right, I'll come through. I just got to walk my daughter or my son to school. After I get off of work and I help such and such with their homework, it should be around 9.30. I should be able to pull up for the game. If those words don't bother you, there's something seriously wrong with your character. Because I don't know what it's like to wake up any day since I've been pregnant and not think about my kids. 
or not see my kids or not know the well-being of my kids or not talk to my kids. But a lot of fathers, for whatever reason you have it, I'm not blaming you, but it's up to you to make sure that bond is not disconnected from your child. A lot of fathers have the ease of waking up and knowing the other parent got it. I don't, I don't know if, if my daughter woke up and ate breakfast today, but she wear her mom, she should be all right. I don't know if she has shoes that fit, but she wear her mom, she'd be all right. I don't know if she's cold or she's hot or she has a fever or she need to go to the doctor or she been to the dentist all year. Mm, but she's with her mom. Her mom can handle that. That's selfish. That's audacity. And that's also a blessing that you feel like you had a child with somebody that will take care of a seed you helped create and you don't help with that. If you don't help with that. If you do help with that, then you need to find yourself having visitation with your child, being involved with your child. Children don't just need checks. A lot of kids don't even see see where the check is going. Okay? Children want your time. They want your wisdom. They want a parent that gives them boundaries. They want a parent that lets them know that they're proud of them. And they want to have a relationship with you. They want to know who you are. They want to know what you like. They want to know how their looks are similar to your looks. How you're connected. So forgive yourself and get to work. My name is Shan. This is Cozy Womb Podcast. This is not the last episode. This is the first. Welcome. We focus on daddies. We getting y'all back together. We getting you back into the picture. That is the whole point of this whole season. Get comfortable.